What is up, Five Fans? I am Jason Burgos for SportsNot.com, and I have the great pleasure of being joined by one of the true influencers of the sport of MMA. He has been a driving force since the inception of the Professional Fighters League and a key part of the league's continued rise, and that is PFL President Ray Cepho. Senor Cepho, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for having me. So... The 2023 playoffs are on the horizon, uh, and I wanted to focus on the league's kind of journey to this point because there were a lot of, of doubters if the PFL could even get to a season five. So, you know, you were part of this from day one. You have been around this industry a, a very long time, saw a lot of companies come and go, the Bulldogs, uh, you know, the lead XCs and stuff like that. In ways, are you even a little surprised that PFL has been able to thrive, you know, and, and be around as many as five seasons? You know, did you even have any doubts or concerns going into it, especially because it's a new format for MMA at the time. You've, like I mentioned, you've seen companies go and go, go come and go. Did you even like, man, I don't know. I feel good, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised on how fast it's growing. Yeah. Um, but I'm not surprised that it was going to grow because when I look back, um, at the start of WSOF, I had Andre Alaski, um, uh, Jake Shields, John Fitch, uh, you know, some big names, uh, Anthony Johnson, may he rest in peace. Yeah. You know, so these guys were available at the time. And so, you know, for me, I knew it was going to work. It was just a matter of us doing the right things. And we did that. And of course, um, where it is today, again, like I said, I'm not surprised where we are, but I am surprised at how fast we've grown. Um, we just, again, uh, credit to, uh, the amazing work of, you know, the PFL team. And, um, I'm very obviously grateful and thankful, um, that, uh, we're growing the way we're growing and we are continuing to, uh, give fighters opportunities, um, as you know, there's so many fighters out there that, uh, don't get that opportunity to get on a big show. So. Yeah. Um, we're very fortunate and very glad and very grateful that we are where we are today. And I'm glad you, you mentioned the, the PFL's predecessor, World Series of Fighting, because I think a lot of people forget about it now because it's been so long since the change, the rebranding, and then right. PFL, like you said, has grown so quickly. It's quickly overshadowed that past of World Series of Fighting. You know, when, right. when the talk was of rebranding and all that kind of stuff, how early in those conversations of that switch was the idea of the season format, playoffs, all this kind of thing? How early on was that? And then also, just because you were a part of World Series of Fighting, what were like the mistakes you made and the team made in that company that really played as a key learning thing when you when it became PFL has been so important in, in PFL's growth? Well, the season in itself is um, I actually put that together from <laughs> day one, and the that's the reason why I called it World Series of Fighting at the time was because there was going to be this real million dollar tournament, and so. Uh, again, you know, these are notes that I put together nine months prior to starting kicking off uh, WSOF. Right. Um, and we had a gentleman that uh, came on board through another business partner at the time uh, and said that he was going to put in, you know, uh, $100 million. And so when that was uh, presented to me, here's the reason why the, the million dollar tournament started. Uh, because our first 
press conference was the million dollar tournament. And then along the way, certain things happened. And, you know, you, you learn, you learn people, people say things. And, uh, when the crunch comes to the crunch, uh, they, it's just words. And so, um, we ended up, you know, going with the original format, um, of a promotion instead of a league. And mm. then when our new partners that came on board, uh, with Don Davis and, and the team, um, they actually, uh, allowed us to, uh, do the season the way it was mm. and, and how I had envisioned it from day one. And so, um, you know, again, thanks to Don and the team, um, and, the whole PFL team that's allowed everybody to uh, work hand in hand, work together to be able to put PFL uh, on the world scale. And so, um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, and how I came up with the name of the fighting was I was, I happened to be flicking through TV and versus the poker was on. And I was like, mm. that's the name, that's yeah. the name of the, <laughs> of words of the of the league you know be worse as a fight instead of worse as a poker um and that's how i came up with the name and so um uh, again it was you know i put this together nine months prior to us starting wsof Mm. thank god um to our team today that it's allowed us to put that format into action that has allowed you know the first mma league in the history of mma and Um, where we are today is uh, absolutely, truly amazing. And uh, like I said, I'm grateful and I thank the good Lord every day where uh, we're here and we're here to stay. Were there any like mistakes in, in the process and running, helping to run World Series of Fighting? Like, yeah, that was a, a big moment. Should have did this, should have zigged when I zagged and, and it's paid off big time and, and helping to run the PFL? Uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, there were certain people that came on board that um, I had trusted, and obviously their uh, mindset wasn't the same as mine. And my mindset was exactly where PFL is today: was to continue to grow the the, the company and the league, and also uh, allowed uh, and, and continue to give fighters opportunities, um, you know, to, to come into the league. Uh, earnings throughout the season, and then of course winning the million dollars in in the uh, championship. Um, and so you know, you, you got to, I got to meet, and a lot of these people came through another business partner of mine at the time, uh, and now they're not part of the season, uh, part of PFL anymore. Um, and of course, thank you know, again, that all got cleaned up before PFL started, and. Um, but yeah, so in terms of learning, yeah, there was a lot of uh, uh, things that went on um, that allowed me to kind of go, okay, well, um, I just got to be a little bit more careful in terms of who who is involved and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, um, when you have a team like the team that we have today from the PFL, everybody's mindset and goal and vision is exactly the same. And so... Uh, Hence the reason why PFL is where it is today, and it's continuing. And you sort of mentioned it in, in, in one of the answers to the previous question, but were there people? Because you, like I mentioned, you've been around this industry a very long time, even before MMA, kickboxing, and stuff like that. The fight industry in general, 
long long time coach, still a coach now. Were there people, friends, and, and people that you trust and, and care about their opinion that when this all started, when it became PFL, the league, and all the concepts that you wanted to put in play, were there people like, I don't know, right? This it seems like weird. And, and you had to kind of, you know, turn off that noise and, and, and believe in the vision and go forward with it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, th there were certain people that um, that were in the team at that time that, um, you know, the, the, over time you got to see that their vision was the same as mine. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, again, like like I said, we uh, we've dealt with that, and we've learned from it, and we continue to move forward. And um, I, I think Melissa and, and I <laughs> probably the the two original left over from wow. from back in those days. Um, uh, yeah, so it's um, and you know Melissa Rodriguez is, is she's an amazing person, great worker, um, and again she believed in the in, in the vision, and she's still part of the team today. Now, for people watching this on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, comment on, on the thoughts on well, our conversation. It isn't the case anymore. I, I covered those early PFL seasons, and part of the draw in those first seasons was like that old school vibe of multiple fights in one night for the playoffs. Eventually, you guys went away from it. Talk to me about the, the early concerns of maybe the two fights in one night concept you did, and, and like what were the biggest problems in it and running it that made you say, okay, yeah, we, we have to get away from this, and we have to do something a little bit more, what are people used to it? And maybe while fighters didn't complain in the season, was there complaints from fighters about the playoff format? No, they, they love the playoff formats. The, uh, hmm. Every fighter, and um, so there's no complaints whatsoever in terms of the format. And the, the, we didn't go away from it because of any other reason other than COVID. Um, oh, that's okay. the only reason why we ended up, uh, you know, going with one fight for the playoffs instead of two. Um, mm -hmm. It's because of COVID. And, of course, we then had to cut down the amount of fighters because uh, there was so much, obviously, at that time, there was so much restrictions in regards to COVID and, uh, and so on. So, uh, you know... Um, in my opinion, eventually, I think we will get back to the uh, the two fights in one night uh, okay. because that's, again, one of the reasons why it separates us from everyone else. Yeah. Um, it's, it's because of the tournament format. It's because of how it's done um, and how fighters move on. Um, of course, you win, you go, you move forward, you, you lose, you go home, you know? So, um, but yeah, at some point, I think uh, the team will sit down again and discuss that and, and see where we go from there. But uh, as, as it is now, it, you know, um, it works and we're going to do, we're going to continue to do an innovation and things that it's going to allow the, 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 the league to grow. The PFL had some wild moments because of those those two fights in one night playoff years and and fighters jumping back in uh, into second fights maybe after being eliminated like Chris Curtis in 2019 that was a perfect example of one right. of the situations. What was it like backstage for situations like that? Someone's injured, someone's like, no, I can fight, and maybe a medical staff say, no, you can't. Sorry, you can't. Like especially being in charge of that, having to deal with the personalities, the emotions. Of us, uh, you know, all this money on the line. You can you win a certain amount of money playoffs, you get this championship million dollar fight. Like, are there some really standout stories from those particular years that, like, you just never forget? Just wild backstage stuff. Yeah, I mean, those wild things happens all the time. But uh, Chris Curtis, <laughs> since you named Chris, Chris was yeah. one of the um, 
the, the wild ones because um, he loses in the um, in the first in the quarter. Uh, sorry, in the the first fight of the playoffs, the quarterfinals mm-hmm. of the playoffs, and by decision. And then he's actually getting he's getting some food, I believe. And then I get told that Maga was um, wasn't was sick, or wasn't feeling well at all, and that the doctor decided that uh, he wasn't going to continue. So I run out the back. I'm looking for Chris in his changing room. He's not there. He's in getting food. I'm like, brother, what are you doing? You got to get back there and get changed. You know, <laughs> um, you're off. Maga's out. You're in. And he said, what? So Chris rushes back into his changing room, throws his gears back on, and you know, and uh, and did the walk. And so um, those are uh, uh, you know. Um, moments for TV, if you will, because mm-hmm. you just don't know, you know, yeah. the, the, uh, and I've seen it throughout my career where the loser could lose and the winner can't continue. The loser comes in there and he ends up going right to the finals. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's the excitement of what the season is. Um, you just, it, it ain't over until it's over. Yeah. And, and, and I have no doubt being, in the position you're in, it's it's difficult, and you're you're dealing with personalities and everything. Have there ever been really tough spots where, like, like either the playoffs, maybe a season, the fighter is injured, medical staff saying no, and like you really have to be this kind of leader and make these tough choices and kind of diffuse emotions and personalities. Has there ever been moments like that where maybe even in ways that strain relationships, but you had to do what you had to do for the best interest of the fighter and the league. Well, fortunately, we yeah, uh, it's never been a situation where um, it couldn't be worked out, if you will. Um, okay. The uh, part of that is the the good thing also about the season is that there's if the let's say if Chris couldn't continue, then it would be the second guy to Chris's opponent, yeah. uh, sorry, to the 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 playoffs that will will also have the opportunity to step forward. Yeah. Um, now, worst, worst, worst case scenario is nobody is healthy enough to go through. So then, in that case, Ray would have uh, had a walkover uh, to get to the play- to get to the championship. Um, but yeah, no, there's a there's an answer to all the you know um, difficulties within the season. Uh, there, there's always you know this part and this part that eventually somebody's going to be going through to the championship. Did that, like, because this is a concept you've always had in your mind, but when you are going forward with it and you kind of have to put in all, like, once it becomes real, you have to put in all these fail-states and all this happens. Right. This happens. How long did that process go through and, and has there ever been tweaks in that in terms of, like, well, okay, you have this idea, but when you actually go through this, okay, what happens if this happens? We do this. And this happens. You did this. Like, how long was just that process of the fail-state for the season, championship, playoffs? Like, how long did that take? Well, I always said it was going to take at least five or, or more years to continue to, you know, tweak certain things here and there, and which we've done. You know what I mean? Um, uh, with the help of Jim Branson and uh, Jim and um, uh, Josh and a couple of, you know, and Pete and myself and a couple of the team members within the fight operations team, um, that you know, when there's certain things that needs to be tweaked, we we sit down, we talk about it, and then we kind of uh, put it all together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, this is our fifth season, and we feel like you know we've done a few tweaks here and there, and it, it, it won't surprise me if we end up doing more within the next year or two. But 
that's how we continue to uh, evolve as well as continue to grow. Is there, in, in this mad MMA scientist mind of yours, is, is there another big idea like, man, this is the next one. This is the, the one. I, I just saw it on a commercial or a billboard. This, it, my spawn, is there something like on the horizon that is the next thing you want to see in the PFL? Um, I mean, obviously right now, you know, there's a lot of things in the works, uh, within the national, um, mm -hmm. I can't go into it, but, but there's a lot of great things, you know, a lot of great things that, um, that's coming. Um, and so, um, when, you know, when, uh, we're allowed to, uh, talk about it, you definitely know about it. So. A lot of just a lot of buzz around the PFL and, and going to season five, like I mentioned, big big plans for pay per views more often. Francis Ngannou, Jake Paul, um, going to that idea of how people were like, ah, I don't know about this, right? This is weird. Five years, seasons, five seasons later, dealing with what you guys, you know, you guys had to one of the leagues that had to cancel because of the pandemic. It just came right at the time when that season was going to start, and you you rebounded and gone bigger and better and done more. Is there that flip side now? There, as a as a coach, that's still a top coach now. There's fighters and managers that are coming to you like, man, Ray. I mean, like my guy, or I want to be a part of PFL. Like, has the the perception changed now? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'll get to you when I get to you because you didn't want to talk to me five years ago. Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I have like in the gym uh, when I'm in the gym, whether I'm training or coaching, this endless amount of people mm. coming up and pitching their fighters and this person and that person, yeah. uh, which is, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. uh, but yeah, no, th that's, uh, and then in terms of emails and of course we're in the world of social media where, you know, uh, I open up with us Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, there's hundreds and hundreds of messages from, Fighters from all over the world, uh, you know, yeah, so man. it's been fun um, because, again, um, it's good when you're getting those uh, calls and, and, and people reaching out because, uh, again, there's so many different avenues to get to the season uh, yeah. today. Uh, for example, PFL Europe, um, PFL MENA and PFL Africa is uh, kicking off in 2024, uh, as well as... Uh, uh, things are still in the works, not 100% confirmed yet, but it looks like Oceania, uh, uh, down under, you know, Australia, New Zealand, uh, okay. that's kicking off uh, either late 24 or be 25. So there's so many things that, that's happening, the, the Challenger Series itself. Um, uh, so there's different avenues that, uh, you know, that fighters can actually get into the season. Um, perfect example is Braga, uh, Gabriel. Uh, Braga, who came through the Challenger Series, yeah, and now he's in the playoffs, and so um, it's great to see. I mean, Impa as well uh, also is another guy like Hemingway, yeah. uh, yep. who's going to be in the sea, in the playoffs. You know, uh, just to name a few of those guys that came through the Challenger Series, uh, and uh, now they're in the playoffs, and there's a high possibility they'll go to the championship.
Again, if you're watching this, please dig in the conversation, like, share, subscribe, comment below. Let us know what you think of, of all these things going on. PFL, two more questions left. Um, PFL makes a point of showcasing their celebrity investors when there is a new round of investment. How huge is that? Because, yeah, you can do these tweaks and you can bring in this talent and stuff like that, but this is a tough business to have a promotion in. And especially with one promotion take up such a large share in all the oxygen, it's even harder now more than ever. How huge has the investment been in the league's like staying power and being able to last and grow and grow and thrive was it and was there ever times maybe especially in those early years maybe around the pandemic where it was tough where it was like man i'm not sure if this is if this is gonna last like I, we need an investment and, and, and was that kind of the big difference between pfl and and world series fighting oh yeah <laughs> massive difference yeah night and day <laughs> uh -huh. yeah <laughs> if you had asked me that in uh, WSRF days, I would have been like, yeah, no, I was literally fighting my nails. <laughs> no, you know, again, uh, credit to uh, Don Davis and uh, Pete Murray uh, and Jim Brands, and of course, the rest of the team, who um, that's their, you know, specialty, if you will. And so, um, I, I, you know, um, I'm very confident when those guys are you know, uh, at the helm in terms of dealing with that sort of scenario and um, investors and so on. Uh, they do a great job. They're amazing what they do. And um, again, I'm absolutely, you know, grateful and thankful that uh, the team that we have is the team that we have because uh, we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for the, you know, the whole PFL team. So I'm very grateful to those guys. All right, last question. One of the big stories in the sport right now is on Bellator's future, and PFL is reportedly interested in buying it. Obviously, the the, the PC answer is, ah, PFL doesn't need Bellator's roster. It's fine. We're going to grow. We're going to ride. But nevertheless, getting that roster really seems like the final step where PFL, no doubt, number two in the world, and could just really be a legitimate inside the industry threat and real competition to the the ufc that we haven't seen in a long time is that something you you are monitoring closely pulling for you know to make your job that much more exciting or it's like i've been around this game long time heard a lot of stuff i i, I believe it when i see it all i can say at the moment uh everything you've said is true um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all i can uh, say at the moment is that there are there has been uh, great discussions, and they are, and there are more discussions to be had. Um, but yes, that is uh, moving forward, and those discussions are moving forward.